Alright man, what's up Peace Man? Welcome to another amazing episode of For the Love of the Culture Man. I got a very special guest today, man. I'm super honored to have him on the show. We got none other than Papoose, man. He's a rapper and also the star of Love and Hip Hop. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, you got to take your hat off to this dude right here, man, because he's so amazing in every aspect. Not only does he kill every song and he's like a real hip-hop rapper, but also, man, he held his wife down through... And most times when dudes, you, they'll bounce on their chick they can't get the PS5, man. So, <laughs> without <laughs> without further ado, let me go ahead and bring the homie on here, Papoose. Papoose, Peace, man. What's going on, my brother? <laughs> no doubt, bro, man. Hey. Everything is all good, man. Thank you so much, man, for being on the show for the love of the culture, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate the opportunity, man. No doubt, no doubt, man. You and you're definitely an inspiration to a lot of people, man. Like, so you know, you already know that, man. So I got a, a few questions I want to, you know, what I'm saying, ask to you. I know your time is limited, man. But again, thank you for being on the show. First question is, man, like, I want to talk about your origins a little bit. And I know that kind of get tiring because, you know what I'm saying, I know you probably have to repeat everything. Like, I started here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how interviews go, bro. But, you know what I'm saying, do you feel like labels notice you a lot more um, when they saw your hunger? Because you started with Coogee Rap, and then after that, you know what I'm saying, you was actually pumping out a lot of mixtapes and all of that. So when you got your deal with Jive, do you feel like they kind of notice like, okay, dude is hungry? No, not at all, man. Oh. I, don't even, I, I don't think they even cared, man. I think they totally disregarded my hunger, um, just to be honest with you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want nobody coming up to think, you know, if they see that you hungry, they're going to grant you a deal or grant you an opportunity. Mm. Um, basically, man, I was putting in a lot of work and... Um, I'm glad that I put in that lot. I had a long journey, man, a, a long struggle, a lifetime mm. of ups and downs, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. And I don't regret it because it made me who I am, and I was able to build a lot of foundation, and I was able to, you know, learn a lot about myself, you know what I mean, within yeah. that. Right. But um, to answer your question, man, to bring it up to speed, you know, when I got signed, the owner of the label actually flew me and my, my business partner, um, Case Layout, and we sat down and had a meeting. And I had, I'm talking about I had put out mixtape after mixtape for maybe a year and a half or two wow. years. And he said um, the reason that he wanted to sign me was because his son was a fan of Lowell Library. Mm. I, had, I have a saga called Lowell Library where I actually break down all different aspects of the law. Mm. So I had, like, I had like nine different installments. But to make a long story short, you know, he, he told me, you know, the reason why I, I want to sign you because my son was a fan of Law Library. So I say That's that crazy. to say, you know, work, be consistent. You never know what going to get you in the right, door. Right, right. And somebody's always listening. You know what I mean? Right. So don't, don't ever feel like if you put your music out on YouTube or if you put your music out however, and mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't get the reaction I wanted, don't get discouraged because Gee. you never know who's listening. Right. So, so with that being said, because you say, you know, you did hustle a lot. You put out a lot of mixtapes and all that for like yeah. a year and a half. Did you feel yeah. some type of way? Like, damn, I only got a deal because your son, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, No, I didn't feel the type of way because that's just part of my story. I had been grinding years before that. Wow. Years and years and years, but I just brought it up to speed. Gotcha. I'm talking about, man, to be honest with you, you know, music, getting in music was my dream since I was eight years old. Wow. You know what I mean? Because okay. I fell in love with hip hop at a very young age. And I, don't, I shouldn't have been listening back. I feel like I was too young to be into it like that. But I was listening, I was sneaking, I was paying very close attention. 
I, I was mesmerized, you know what I mean, by the Rock Kims, the G Raps. Yeah. You know, they caught me young, and I just was, I was zeroed in, and that's all I cared about as a, a young kid. Right. And I had this concept and this idea in my mind that, you know, I didn't need to do nothing else because one day I was going to be a rapper. So you just knew, and, you knew, you knew you was going to be a yeah, rapper. Yeah, yeah. That's had dope. Confidence, which, you know, looking back on it now, I mean, it was fun, mm -hmm. and it was what it was, but looking back on it now, I kind of wish I would have did that. Because, you know, my parents wanted something else for me. They wanted me to, you know, go to school, you know, graduate college. But in my mind, I was young and hard. Like, nah, man, I'm going to be good with this rap thing. You know, one day I'm going to make it. Yeah. And, you know, I started getting into the street at a young age. Mm. You know, bad trials and tribulations that I, I wouldn't have probably been in if I wasn't relying on the music thing. And I say that to say I didn't get my first deal until I was in my early 20s. Wow, okay. So I say to, to these kids out there, you know, music can be a dream, mm -hmm. but do let that, you know, do something else. Still go to school, finish school. There's so many other things you can accomplish in the music business besides just being an artist. You can mm -hmm. be an accountant, you can be a, a lawyer. You know, I'm not discouraging nobody, but I'm just saying, do music, follow your dream, but stay in school, finish school. You know what I mean? Still get a job. Right. Don't turn to the streets should never be an alternative. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Because I me, I went to the streets just to maintain until the music kicked in. And it it didn't happen until years later. Man. So so that so that brings up my next question, bro. Like, so what kept you motivated? Cause you said it took years for it to happen. Right. What kept me motivated was right. I had such a passion for it. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is a culture. Hip hop is a way of life. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop is something you live. Rap is something you do. I fell in love with the with the way of life and the culture of it, and that always kept me motivated. And also, you know, I used to battle a lot back then when I was young. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If anybody showed their face in my hood, they knew how to rap. <laughs> call Pat. Call Pat. Tell Pat come outside. Just get out here. Like that. That's what's yeah, up. <laughs> yeah, so they, we put down money in the street. So, I, you know, I made some money off of here and there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I was, I, was, I was known in my hood, known throughout Brooklyn. Everybody knew who Papoose was, but they knew Papoose just never could get a shot. Mm. I was always a guy that was nice, but just couldn't get a shot, man. Couldn't get an opportunity. So what kept me going was, the, like, I would do hip-hop without lights, camera, action. A record deal didn't define me. I, I still love doing this. So regardless wow. of what, I was going to create rhymes and, and do me. Damn. So, so that leads to my next question, because, you know, I, I know you was with K-Slay, or probably still mm -hmm. with K-Slay. Yes, that's family. You know, I'm, okay. we're not, I'm not signed to him anymore, but that's like my big brother. What, what they used to call me, uh, Mr. Smacker DJ? Is that what he was called back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> slap, slap your favorite Yeah, DJ. yeah, slap your favorite DJ. <laughs> so so y'all was grinding for a minute, man, so... Man, that's crazy, bro. Like, y'all was years, like, just mixtape after mixtape after yeah. mixtape. So that was all love and passion because you felt like at some point, people gonna, they're gonna rock, they're gonna feel Well, this. when I got with Slate, when I got with Slate, man, it was like I made it at that point. Wow, okay. In, in comparison to what I was going through, I mean, in comparison to where I was at yeah. in my career before that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When I got with Slate, I was able to get on the radio, but... I couldn't. Slay was on the, on the radio from 12 midnight mm. to, to 2 o'clock in the morning. He was on for two hours. Mm -hmm. So a lot of other DJs wasn't really supporting me like that. First. Wow. I mean, I was, so we only had two hours to be heard. So what we and and it was late at night, so y'all had to really turn up. We had to really turn up. We only had, Slay was only on for two hours. Mm -hmm. So I, we had to make the best out of that. Right. And 
I'm talking about when I when I finally got with Slay, I just made an impact in the street, man. I hit the yeah. streets hard. I hit the jails hard. The prison system loved me, man. Right. I'm talking about it. It, it was it was like mayhem. Damn. You know what I mean? So even though I didn't have a deal yet, I still became the hottest nigga because I was putting in so much groundwork. And what happened was, you know, certain people in the industry, they was mad because they said, damn, you know, you got this guy over here, that guy over there, he's on the radio every day. Right. How the hell this guy signs an artist, he's only on the radio one night a week, two hours, and he blow this nigga up. Like, Killing this nigga, everything. He's so hot. <laughs> so that caused backlash to me. Now we ain't supporting that nigga. You know what I mean? But it didn't, it didn't stop me. I still ended up with a $1.5 million deal. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's crazy, man. It's, so, so how did that come about, bro? Was it like negotiating or was you like, look, I got the streets on lock, I got the radio on lock. You know what I'm saying? Like, how did it? Was this... a bidding war. It was a bidding wow. war. Wow, that's um, dope. Interscope, Interscope offered me a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Def Jam came to, actually Nas reached out to me. Oh, wow. It was a dream come true because I grew up listening to him. Right. At the, at the time, him and Jay-Z was coming together. Mm-hmm. And he sat down with me. We, we actually met like in a pizza shop. We sat Damn. down. And he said, yo, man, you know, I see billboards in the city for you. I'm going over here with Jay. I want to bring you to Def Jam with me. It's crazy. Things of that things of that nature. He made an offer. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Because we had so many different offers. Right. Job came in at 1.5 million. I mean, you know. Money you talk. Like me. We had to go for the. Money talk. <laughs> we, yeah, we yeah. For the most money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. It probably wasn't the best decision because, you know. And eventually that didn't really work out But I feel you. you know Just to answer your question man I was grinding for years mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I, I ended up in a situation I went and met K-Slay I forced myself to meet K-Slay <laughs> I couldn't take it I wanted to get out of the street I knew I wanted to take music serious I thought I made it But I, I found out that This is just the beginning I gotta work hard Man. I ended up with a 1.5 million dollar deal mm-hmm. That folded, you know what I'm saying? Other trials and tribulations went on. Here I am today, man. So, 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 quick question, man. I don't, I don't want to like go all into the business, but I know you had an album. And they kept pushing back. Was it that you know they had like other artists, like was it R and B artists? They was trying to kind of promote job. They was trying to like. Yeah, it was um, <clears throat> it was a, it was a, a mainly R and B label. You right, right. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. and um, basically, you know. Like I told you, the owner of the label actually signed me. Right. So a lot of the people at the label, at the record label, you know, they was, they was hating. They was mad. Right. Because I didn't go through them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't get no money out of my budget. You understand what so I'm saying? So all the A&Rs were pissed off. They was pissed off. <laughs> so what they was doing was they was blocking me from doing speeches with all the R&B artists. They didn't want to get none of them on my project because Damn. they was mad. They was mad that how the hell this nigga get signed by the owner? Mm. He didn't have to come do none of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So a lot of people don't know that, man. There was a lot of hate involved in my career. A lot of sabotage was involved. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. I didn't even, I didn't even know like a like a A&R got a percentage. I thought it was all on kind of like a salary thing and just. Yeah, it was, it's not just a and There's a lot of different people at the label. Mm. that was They was just angry because I didn't come through them. I got straight to the to the own, straight to the boss. Straight to the boss, yeah. Straight to no the middleman so shit. Usually, an artist comes to the label, they gotta go through them. So now they can really control his budget and control the situation. Mm. They can say, "Hey, oh, you need to do a photo shoot. Use this photographer. He charges such and such amount of thousand dollars. 
And meanwhile, they're, meanwhile, they're patting their pocket with the extra yeah, shit. You Damn. Oh, here's my producer over here. Oh, he charged this amount of doubt. They putting that. They, they couldn't touch my budget. <laughs> That's crazy. I came in there with my own team, and I got signed by the owner of the label. That's so crazy. What they did was they sabotaged and they hit it on the situation, and it got to a point where we had to get out of there. Mm. We had to part ways with the label. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at that point, did you kind of feel like he was free? He was kind of like, well, whatever shit. Like, this shit was kind of shady anyway. I was disappointed. I was Mm -hmm. disappointed. And at the same time, I felt like I was free because, you know, just all of the bullshit that was going on. So it was like a, you know, a double-edged sword for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I I, I was happy to be free. Like, okay, I'm free off the label. I'm, you know, I'm going to continue to do my thing regardless. It's not going to stop me. But at the same time, I had worked so hard to get there. Right, right. And just to get there... And you got people hating on you. You got all of the politics kicking in. You know what I'm saying? At one point in my life, I was a young kid who was just ambitious, and hip hop was my dream. Right. I didn't know that politics, business, sabotage, and all that existed. You understand what I'm saying? So when you come in the game and you finally see you got all these roadblocks in your way, you know it's upsetting. Right. But you know, like I said, I don't regret nothing, man. I'm still here. I didn't let it stop me. I kept working. Got you. That's dope, man. That's definitely powerful, man. And that is, it probably kind of, it's probably like an impact on your demeanor, man. You always seem real humble and chill, man. You don't never hear about, you know what I'm saying, you in the, in the tabloids doing nothing crazy. Like I said, I'm a celebrity blogger, and uh, it don't be nothing on you, bro. Like, you just be kicking it. <laughs> we be like, damn, he gonna do something wrong, or what's up? <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. For real, bro. <laughs> what's up? I've been through a lot of my life, man. And I, I came up in a real era. And at the time when I came up, you know, things that happened, we, we kept quiet about it. We didn't speak about everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we let certain situations speak for themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that was before, you know, the internet and all of that kicked in. Where nowadays something happened, everybody feel obligated to Quick. explain themselves to, to, to their phone and on yeah. the internet. You know, yeah. we, we ran away from that. Right, something right. Happened, a situation took place. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. <laughs> be quiet, man. Keep it in the street. We, we didn't speak about that type of stuff. Right. So by the time the internet no light came, I had already matured. I changed my life, man. I don't, I don't really live a certain way no more. You know what I'm saying? I I, I, I outgrew a lot of negativity. And you can tell that through your song, man. It's on the uh, on the Endangered Species album, man. It's on maturity. You know what right. I'm saying? Like that was that was a dope song, man. That's a grown and sexy song, man. Y'all check that out, man. Y'all gotta check his album out. Thank you. Maturity, yeah, maturity fire, bro, and that, and that inspired me. I'm like, well, damn, I am, you know. I mean, you got me by two years, but look, I'm up there, bro. But I'm like, man, like, you know what, damn, this 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 song talking to me, bro. Like for real though. Nah, definitely, man. It's right. all about growing, man. You know, what right. I'm saying? I always, I always tell my brothers, man. Every brother I meet, you know, definitely, man, mature and settle down, mm-hmm. and um, you know, build that so- that solid foundation. Bring that to your life, man. It brings so much peace to your life. To settle down, man, and raise a family. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you can't function and you can't focus. You can't grow as much as you want to when you live in an un, a unstable life. There's no right. peace in your life when you dipping, dabbing, and lying, and fighting, and doing all the foolishness. So That's I always right. encourage all my brothers to get married, settle down, have a family, especially as they starting to get up in age. Right. They start to get up in age. And it's a scientific fact, man. I know, I know you're a man of science, man, because you you got a song talking about the brain and all that. That was that was a dope song, man. I had to. Thank you. You almost had me hit the encyclopedia one time. <laughs> I was like, damn, he talking some shit. But uh, <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Like 
you know, you and your wife, man, y'all y'all preach like black love and all of that, which is amazing, bro. Like that's so great to see a popular couple reinforce that, not be so much like, okay, we doing what we doing. Forget what y'all doing. We good. We got a show. We got music going on. So my next question is, man, for some of the viewers that may not know, you know, I know a little bit of the backstory, but some of our viewers may not know. What inspired you to like, like hold her down? You know what I'm saying? When she was locked up. And also, how did you know she was the one for you? Yeah. What inspired me to hold her down was my instinct. Mm. My instinct automatically kicked in because, you know, me and her was extremely close at the time. You know what I mean? We was planning the wedding. You know what I mean? That's around the time when we really started, you know, really falling in love with each other. And um, when that situation happened, I was very, very disappointed because I was one of the, I was the main one telling her, you're going to beat this case. Mm. She was like, nah, I'm going, I'm going to blow trap. Damn. I said, nah, you're not going to blow trap. You know what I'm saying? So when it happened, man, to be honest with you, it's like a tornado flying around outside. I mean, and you, and you know it's out there and it actually hits your home. So to mm. me, it, it hit home. So when that happens in life, what are you going to do now? How are you going to react? You understand? You're going to run or you're going to pick up the pieces and, and, and try to put everything back together. Me, right. I decided to pick up the pieces, maintain and hold it down until she comes back because I, I didn't feel like she deserved to be incarcerated for right. that amount of time. Right. And, um, you know, it was just my instinct like, yo, I, I got to hold it down. And to be honest with you, a lot of people ran. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people who, who she thought was in a corner, they scattered. You know what I'm saying? Damn. The situation happened. Mm. And, um, you know, I just couldn't leave her like that, man. I, I got a lot of love for her. Wow, You know what bro. I'm saying? And um, I feel like she deserved that, that level of support. Yeah. And how did I know she was the one? I know she was the one from the beginning, man. It, it, it's uh. the same thing I said. I told you earlier. You know what I'm saying? It's your instinct. It's the same thing you told me earlier before off camera when you said, yo, you knew, you know, not to bring that up, but remember when you said you knew off the rip? Right. That was your instinct. You know what I mean? It's just like a gut feeling. You know what I mean? I, I always felt that that with her. I always felt that level, that level of love and admiration. You know what I'm saying? So I knew she was the one for me, man, from the rip. That's super dope, bro. That's 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 inspiring, man. So all y'all got all y'all out there with with a mate or somebody that y'all feel good about, man. Y'all better rock with it. Cause look, look oh, how man, it turned out for the homie. Man. Look how it turned out for the homie. Like he, he was telling her, "Babe, you good? Like we finna beat this." And look, she came home, man. Yeah, and man, that's amazing. It took a long time, man. She had a lot of appeals. You know, I mean, we had our hopes up, and um, you know, she the appeals came back. They denied her. She got denied three different appeals. Dang, bro. So that that was heart wrenching. And, and one time, I actually had to deliver her the news. Mm. Because you know. I was coming to visit her every single day and we was discussing it like, yo, when you get your pill, you're going to be out of here this month. We're gonna, we had so many plans. And at the time, you know, I could check in my phone to see the results of the appeal wow. to the, to the, the, the um, website. So me and her, I pulled up to the jail and I'm sitting in the parking lot before I go in to visit her, me and her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're talking about... Um, you know, she's like, yo, check in your phone before you come in because you can't wow. bring your phone in a, in a facility. Mm. She's like, yo, check your phone. Did, let me know it's a decision back. So I checked my phone. I said, nah, it's still not back yet. So I'm walking into the prison. When I go into prison, before I put my phone in my locker, I said, damn, let me just check one more time. I checked one more time. I looked. It said denied. Appeal denied. Damn. So this, this, this appeal, this, that appeal being denied meant that 
she has to do the full seven and a half years. Mm. You know what I mean? She was trying to get come home years earlier. So yeah. long story short, I go into the jail, she's still under the assumption that I don't know the decision yet. So she's still talking like, yeah, you know, because when this appeal come back and I come home, we're going to do this. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to tell her this. You got to tell her that. I know that's that, that's that pressure right there, bro. So I'm sitting there, man. I'm like, oh, man. Mm. And before I could even say it, she looked at me. She said, what happened? Why you ain't saying wow. that? She called, she called. I said, yo, they denied it, man. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was the only moment, man, that. You know what I mean? I, I felt defeated, man. I was like, because I felt so bad, bro. Yeah. That shit, that shit crushed. That shit crushed wow. me, man. But you know what? We stayed loyal. You know what I'm saying? We stayed strong. All we had, all we had was communication, bro. Man. And, and that was that was another thing that helped us because, you know, we learned that communication is everything. Yeah. Because that was that was all we had. We talk on the phone. When I visit her, we can't touch each other. Put your hands on the table. So all we could do Damn. was talk. No conjugal, no hugs, no nothing? We got we started getting conjugal visits eventually. Okay. okay. Eventually. But at that time, nah, man, put your hands on the table. They don't play that. It's a woman facility. Damn. You know what I mean? You, you, wow. can't, you can't do none of that. It's different than a male facility. Right. So, you know, that was just some of the things we went through, man. But all we had was each other. We communicated very well. And that helped us so much now that she's home because even if we have a disagreement, we talk our way through it, bro. And that's dope Because y'all already established that communication Right So one of the things you do is You take turns speaking We got a rule mm. she's, When she's speaking I got to be quiet Until she's finished Gotcha When I'm speaking She has to be quiet Until, until I'm finished that's And what up. that helped us do was I promise you bro If you ever having a disagreement with your lady If you just shut up And hear her out And vice versa Right You Because sometimes you know, we get angry and we, we, we're so busy going. Everybody feel like they're right. No, no, right. no, you shouldn't do that. You should. Right. You're so busy talking, you're not listening. If you just relax and you listen to her talk, you will start to see how you made her feel. Oh, man, I didn't know you felt like that. <laughs> you will start to see where you was wrong at. Because none of us is right all the time, bro. Right, true. Even though we want to be, we want to be yeah, sometimes. <laughs> if you just be quiet mm -hmm. and listen to your lady talk, you will see where you was wrong at. And vice versa. But is there a time limit? Because sometimes they don't want to stop, bro. Like, <laughs> you be like, damn. Like, like I got to write my shit down because I don't forgot what the hell I was going to say. Yo, that's very interesting you said that. Because my wife do that. She, she, she take notes. She be like. She's like, okay. She's like, okay, yeah, pal. All right. Yeah, all right, <laughs> shit. Well, I had to laugh when you said that because sometimes she go, she go long. Bro. Yeah. And I be sitting there like, how the hell I'm going to remember to respond to that? You won't mention something else. But you know what it is, bro? Mm -hmm. Patience is a virtue, man. Patience is, patience is everything, man. You know what I'm saying? You'll find yeah. so much peace in your life if you just be patient, communicate with each other. I'm not telling you you just only love, vice versa. Right. Find peace, man. That's lit, bro. That's lit. Now, Y'all are like the inspiration for the like the black love, you know what I'm saying, the black love movement and you know what I'm saying, like all the headlines is like, oh man, this is an adorable couple, man. Like mm -hmm. so a lot of that started from y'all just communicating, like so so y'all have like a that type of appreciation for each other. Yeah, definitely definitely, man. I'm not saying we don't ever disagree, mm -hmm. but when we do, we talk our way through it and we hear each other out. It, it works, bro. Yeah, that's that's what's up. It, it, it works, man. A lot of people don't do that, man. As soon as they get angry, Firing, right. then it starts to exchange. Now nothing gets accomplished. 
So being being that you are in, in the reality show world, you know, like the love and hip hop, and that's that's basically like built up on drama, and, and you probably see some of your castmates going crazy for yeah. the gram. Like, how do you? I don't want you to drag nobody on the bus, but how do y'all you perceive that? Because you're such a cool, laid back dude. I know. You, do you be like, damn, bro, like, why are you doing all this? Like, how do you? <laughs> I try. I try to. I, if we cool, you know what I mean. I, when I get them one on one, I try to chop it up, try to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I try to give genuine advice, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, right. you don't need to do that, man. Right. You know what I'm saying this is how you should do it. I only can speak from my experience. Experience is a teacher. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I try to give advice, man. When I see cats just wilding out and just doing the, the negative things, you know what I'm saying? Right. And um, you know, you can't always be wrong and strong. If you wrong, cool out, man. You True. wrong, bro. True. Like your position, especially if you married. Right. If you if you're in a marriage, you took vows to honor, protect, love, sickness and health, rich and poor. You supposed to you you basically signed a contract and agree for God to treat this lady like a queen. Mm. Honor your what honor your wedding vows, man. You know what I'm saying? I always give brothers that advice, and I give my sisters that advice too, both ways. If everybody just honor your wedding vows, I feel like everything will go smooth. Don't get married if you're not going to live up to your wedding vows. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. That that's big, bro. Because a lot of people take marriage like they take marriage as a joke. Like, oh, it's just a title. She getting on my nerves today, or I done, <laughs> I done met another chick or whatever, and you know yeah, she gaining a little weight. That kind of shit. Yeah, there's it, no side door, man. You, you you agree to death doors part. You know what I'm saying? So you take them vows serious, serious, bro. You got to take your vows serious. I always yo, yo that's read big. your contract, man. <laughs> study your wedding vows right I tell I tell all my people that man. right and even even with the ring bro like they talk about the ring being in the, like the eternal something like the 360 something and I, I think people just don't be paying attention they just like whatever they yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of people don't man you know some people get married for, for the wrong reasons man that's very unfortunate because it doesn't last right you know like I said it's an instinct you're gonna know but I feel like as a man matures, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it comes naturally, bro. You can't force it. I it got comes you. naturally. Yeah. So, so let me ask, let me ask you this too, Papoose. What, what, what's on Papoose's checklist, man? To know that she was the one that she felt what you what you wanted for in a woman, bro. Like, what what did Remy bring to the table? So you were like, you know what? That's the one, bro. She got a good heart, man. She got a good heart. She's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's real. She's honest with me. You know what I'm saying? She'll tell me. She's not going to yes man me to death or yes woman me to death. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? If I'm doing something wrong, she's she going to tell me. Straight up and down in black and white, no sugar coat. You know what I'm saying? Um, And I, I always got to go back to what I initially said, man. She just got a, a good, genuine heart, man. You can't fake that. You know what I mean? You can fake. You can put on whatever outfit. You can, <laughs> you know portray to be whoever you want but you can't fake that heart man you, you can't fake it over time yeah you're gonna know if somebody has a genuine heart I mean, oh yeah i mean you know what i'm saying all that right. and consider it for, for their significant other so it, it's just so many levels and so many layers to her man that that made me want to make her my wife you know what i'm saying um you know and like i said when, when you find you, you married no i'm not married oh you're not married uh-uh. well when you meet your future wife mm-hmm. you're going to know off the rip bro you're gonna know when, when when y'all apart from each other, and you know what I mean. You you feel like something wrong. Yeah. I mean, you, you always want to be around that person. You know, it, it's things like little signs like that. But to answer your question, man, she just got a good, genuine heart, bro. 
Now, another thing I want to bring up, man, I, I don't know, it probably sounds crazy, but I remember um, about five years ago, I remember she dropped the, uh, like, the Nicki Minaj disc. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I, I kind of like, I started tuning, I mean, I already knew who y'all was, you know what I'm saying, I listened to y'all music, but that made me kind of tune in a little bit more, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, call it fate, look, five years later, look, we rocking, you know what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. I was like, damn, I'm like, dude, I wonder they sit around and they, like, critique each other's music, like, come out of the studio, like, babe, what you think about this, and you know what I'm saying? Is that kind of how your relationship go? We got we actually got two different aspects when it comes to music. Like okay. We don't agree on music at all. But I like wow. she she think it's whack and vice versa. Wow. Like we don't agree on music at all. So she'd be like, babe, you don't know what the hell you talking about. This that you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's like, that, you know. This is you know, she just got a whole different taste of music, man. It's just like so pepper, man. Like opposites. <laughs> two totally different opposites. Perspective, we don't agree on music at all, bro. And I'm cool with that. Right. I'm cool with that. <laughs> and she's cool with it too. We both strong headed, you know what I'm saying? True. And we know what we like. So y'all just gotta agree to disagree. Yeah, we agree to we agree to disagree. I mean, you know, we respect each other. We respect, I respect her pain, she respect mine, but we don't agree on music, bro. Ninety nine point nine percent. Bro, when she was in your video with Fat Joe, like yeah, like she was like <laughs> rapping your verse. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love to see okay, it. We definitely support each other, man. <laughs> the support system is there on both sides, but bro, we don't agree on music at all. So, so her verse for 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 uh, what was it um, was it Lean Back? Yeah. What about it? Yeah. So, so you, so you, you co-signed Wifey on that the verse. Oh, uh, lean back. I didn't. I wasn't with her back then. At that time, we wasn't together. Then. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I met, Got her, you. I, I met her after lean back. You know. I think you fell in love because that was a dope verse on lean back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Yo, we walk around. We, we walk around the metal detectors with weapons and hoodies." I'm like, never heard a female say no shit like that, bro. Like, I was yeah, like, nah, damn. I, actually, man, God bless his dad. You know, my uncle would tell you if he was still alive. Mm-hmm. I had seen my my wife on a smack DVD. Before I met her, and I said, "Yo, man, one day she gonna be my wife." No word like that. He, yeah, he he laughed me out the room. Get out of here! Man. I said, "All right, man." <laughs> and look, you bagged her, bro. You bagged. That's dope, man. <laughs> well, eventually, I you know it worked out. It happened, you know. That's big, man. That's major, and that's inspiring, bro. Cause you know you manifested that, bro. Nah, I said that, bro. I, I told him that. I was like, "Yo, man." Um, one day, man, he was like, "Man, you ain't." <laughs> so tell, so tell us, man, you gotta tell us how you met. Oh, okay, because you already said you saw her on a Smack DVD. How did you end up meeting her and shooting your shot, bro? Let us know. How I ended up meeting her was um. Oh, what, what happened was uh, K Slate. At the time, me and Slate was grinding, mm-hmm. and one day he called me. He was like, "Yo, um." Remy want to do a song with you. Mm. I was like, I was like, no matter of fact, this is, I skipped a part. Okay. When me and Slay started rocking, I was in the studio with him. And she came in the studio. She's just like, yo, turn the music off, put her feet up on the table. <laughs> and at the time, I had never seen nobody talk to Slay the way she was talking to him. Like, like real aggressive, like. Yeah, like, yo, turn this shit off. Yo, that's going to <laughs> Just bugging on the engine, wow. thing, everybody in the room. I was like, "Yo, I like this." Shit. <laughs> He's like, "She got some power behind that shit." Yeah, but I'm like, "Yo, I ain't gonna say nothing to her because she just bombing everybody in the room." So let me just chill. Mm-hmm. So I'm just observing how she moving. But her and Slade, they got a big brother and little sister relationship. 
So, you know what I mean? That's how they interact. Right. But I just never seen nobody handle him like that. I was like, yo, this is crazy. But that was the That's first why. time I ever saw. Mm-hmm. So a couple months later, he hit me one day. He was like, yo, I really want to do a song with you. I was like, word? He was like, yo, man, I think she like you. I was Damn. like, oh, word? <laughs> so he was like, you know, he, he was like, yo, I'm going to tell you right now. She's like my little sister. I'm letting you know right now, she crazy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, word? He's like, yeah, man. So... You gonna fucking play around? Don't fuck with her, niggas. Let you know she crazy. She gonna fuck you up, bro. Like you mess with her. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I put on my flies outfit. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. Clean the jewels, everything. Went to the studio. (laughs) She ain't even show up, bro. Damn. She. I'm like, what What happened? He like, I don't know, man. So I broke out. So we was always constantly in the studio because I was always putting out music. Next time we was in the studio, she just popped up unannounced this time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And when she popped up, we did the song together. It's called Bonnie and Clyde. You can pull it up on online. Yeah, I was All right. We'll be checking verse. for that. We're going to check for that, for sure. Through the whole verse, I was just flirting through the whole verse. <laughs> so I made sure I was flirting. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, I didn't even let you know I ain't playing with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a punchline. Huh? Like, yeah, I'm going to stay close to uh, to Miss Martin, like Dr. King. And I was just saying all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> we just became cool, man. We was real good friends. She was schooling me on the industry. She was telling me that because I thought it was real. Like, yeah. I thought the Things rappers rapped about. She was like, man, they're all pussy, man. Wow. She's fake. Yo, just watch out for this, watch out for that. And she was, we was just friends, man. But we was inseparable. We would stay up all night and, mm-hmm. and, and, and sitting in the whip just talking. Damn. And the friendship just grew. That's that's major, bro. Now, now with Fat Joe, because I, cause I know you say she rocked with K Slade. Was she already mm-hmm. part of like Terror Squad and that type of situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Pun on, they came up from way back. Way wow. Before, you know. Wow. I that. I, I didn't so you came through, you cut through the whole terror squad. You was like, this bay right here, bro. Oh, nah, nah. They, you know, they, that's like a little, you know, those like her big brothers. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what's up. Man, that, that that's inspired. That's a dope story, but I ain't never heard the story before. I don't know if you put that story out there, man, but definitely <laughs> glad you shared it with Lionel B, man. I appreciate that, bro. Definitely, definitely, my brother. For sure, man. Now, um, a little bit, man. I, I know you got to bounce in a little bit, man, but... um. The song yeah, trip the tribute that was a, that was a mm-hmm. big record, bro. Like the song tribute and also you know what I'm saying alphabet slaughter numerical slaughter. Does that take you a long time to write that, or do you just be like boom? You come with a concept and like yo, I'm about to just go off. Nah, you you actually named the songs that took me the longest to ever write. Which one? You know what I mean? Uh, all three of them tribute, um, alphabetical slaughter. Those take very long. I, I imagine. So, I wrote Imagine. alphabetical slaughter over a long period of time. You know Damn, like I, I wrote some of it. I had read when I was young. I read that Malcolm X read the entire dictionary. Damn. So I was like, wow, I want to try that. Right. And in the process of me doing that, I wrote alphabetical slaughter. That's crazy. I, bro. I read the whole dictionary from beginning to end. Damn. And, um, same thing with tribute. When I did tribute, it took me a long time, bro. Cause you went, you went, a, you went A through Z. You went yeah, A through a Z. Z, man. It took me a few days to do tribute. Alphabetical slaughter took me a few months. Now, did you, now when you was reading, uh, when you was actually writing, um, you know, the tribute song, did you ever think like, okay, well, damn, I may have to do a part two of this because Absolutely. we still getting Absolutely. killed. Absolutely, it was actually made me sad and depressed. Right, because I, I can said, imagine. Damn, you know, I'm going as 26 letters in the alphabet, and not only do I have a, a homicide of somebody who's murdered by police brutality slash racism, there's so many people who I can't even fit into the song. Right, right. Also, I discovered that. All of the police, to my famous cases, like Eric Garner, that was all over the media, none of them, these guys were in prison. 
crazy, bro. You know, when they in the media, everybody's paying attention, and time go by, and everybody forgets. These guys go scot free. Crazy. Yeah. But again, like off camera, man. Like me and Papoose, we chopped chopped it up about a song, man. I sent him the song. Um, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna show so much depiction, bro. Like we really like writing the whole treatment. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be powerful, bro. So you know, even if we don't get to, uh, get the collab, man, check it out because it's gonna be so powerful, bro. Because you know, of course, man, like police brutality that's so real in Florida, bro. Like just like New York, where y'all at, man? It's it's so real. We go through the same thing. We on two different coasts, two different, you know, north, south, whatever. But it's it's so much that go on. But we had Trayvon Martin. He was like what an hour away, Orlando. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's so impactful, bro. We all we all going through it, man. And the visuals. That I'm coming up with on the video, bro. It's gonna be crazy, man. Nah, I'm excited crazy. to hear it. I mean, I got to sit down and chat with up with you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm excited to hear the music, man. For sure, for sure, for sure, bro. Looking, looking forward. And you, an inspiration, man. You know what I'm saying? That tribute song was definitely an inspiration, man. And being that I did lose my mom to COVID, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I've always been, you know, what I'm saying, like, just on that. I even, I'm, I'm even trying to develop like an alternative Lysol, bro, because there ain't no goddamn Lysol, bro. Like, just to be real, where the hell is your Lysol at? And I feel yeah. like conveniently, like everything else we can get right, but why the hell we ain't got no lights off, bro? Like, you know, it's something right. small, but it's like, where at it? Right, you know what right. I'm saying? So right. you just you just never know, man. Just I want everybody to stay woke, man. Um everybody's on this live, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for rocking with me and Pat Poos, man. Check out his album Endangered yeah, Species. Listen, man, you gotta get the album. It's called Endangered Species, available on all digital platforms. I wanna say thank you to everybody who bought the album. We're actually number six on iTunes on hip hop. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So yes, sir. I'm excited. I'm appreciative. I'm humbled by all the support and the reaction that I'm getting to the album, man. But everybody who didn't get my new album, I encourage you right now, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play. It's called The Dangerous Species. You're gonna love it. It's all live instruments, no sample. Shout out to Brady Watt. Wow. He produced everything from scratch. All live instruments, man, on the project, and and he even got a, he even got rock influence on there. He got a song that yeah. got the rock thing, <laughs> DJ Premier. I see you a real listener, man. Man, bro, I'm all look, bro. Like I look, I remember Beat Street, bro. When I was three years old, that was my first tape ever in my whole life. I had wow. the Beat Street soundtrack, bro, and I just fell in love with hip hop at that point. See, and matter of fact, the first magazine my mom ever bought me, I was like 13, 14. I live, I was living overseas. She brought me home to Source Magazine. I ain't know what the hell that was. I'm like, yeah. it changed my whole life. So I learned about East Coast rap because I'm from Florida. So yeah, I learned yeah. about East Coast rap, you know what I'm saying? Wu-Tang, Nas, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, damn, what is this? I grew up yeah. on Loop, you know what I'm saying? And two live crew. Wow. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's, wow. that's all we knew. But when I went overseas, man, I, I, I met a, a bunch of dudes from Queens, East Elmhurst. Shout out to them, man. And they put me on the J. Rooted Damage of Black Moon, Smith & Wesson. Mm. Like, Groove Home. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm listening to the shit. Like, damn, this is a... Fell in love, man. It was, it was yeah, over. That's how, yo, and that's what I'm saying. Music was so inspiring back then. I don't yeah. know if, 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 you know, this generation, if they get that same inspiration from it. Right. Sometimes I feel bad for them. I'm like, yo, music was so inspiring it back was. then, man. That it was. It was so captivating. You know what <laughs> I mean? It, you developed a passion for it just by listening to it. Oh, this must this must sixteen year old man say what up to Papoos man. What's up, Papoos? <laughs> I can't see you, bro. Come over, come, come in the camera, bro. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Peace, man. Peace. That's my that's my sixteen year old bro, and I always had them questions with him. I'm like, man, who you be listening to? Like Lil Uzi Vert, whatever. But you know, he likes his dad music, and I always man, I, he he was raised up listening to Biggie. You know what I'm saying? So okay. he know what I listen to. Cause I always want him to be like, bro, like, okay, I I respect what y'all doing. 
But this is how this, this is my era. Like we came up on some when music was amazing. Like that shit was crazy. Amazing, man. It wasn't no one hit nothing. You play that shit till your CD mess up, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like your homie say, Biggie, man. I let the tape rock to the tape pop, man. There you go. There you go, man. Shout, out to, shout out to the to, to the young soldier. Yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 the, that's the next up right there. That's Lionel B Junior right there, bro. That's what's up, man. Yes, sir. Do, doing his thing, man. But yo, Papoos, man, again, man, thank you so much, bro, for, for rocking with me, man. We will be in touch, man. No doubt, bro. Be thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to hearing your music, bro. For sure, man. Be and much success to a dangerous uh, species, man. Love the album, man. Of course, I'm going to support you, bro. you, bro. And uh, shout out to you and Remy, man, for, you know what I'm saying, doing the Black Love thing. Keep that going, bro, because we need to see that. You know what I'm saying? We need to see that. It's so much stuff on Love and Hip Hop that it's, it's dividing our people, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I know it's for ratings, but y'all, y'all keep it real. Y'all show real love. And we, you know, we need to see that. And the young generation need to see that as well, bro. Thanks a lot, my brother. Respect, man. All right? Salute, my brother. Take it easy. No doubt. Peace. For right. sure.